Greeting from Tromaville, and I'm here with Tromenda. Tell us, what are, what are we fascinated with? The Horror Squad Podcast. Podcast episode number 290. Tonight we're talking about Fire in the Sky, a little film from 1993. I'm your co host, Todd. We have Joe. We have Steve. Men, what's going on, Joe? You had a big con. What's up with that? Hey, hey. Yes, I did. Yeah, I attended Monster Mania this past weekend. It was a blast. Shout out to Missy and her husband, uh, husband, boyfriend. I'm not really sure about that. I'm sorry. But yeah, shout out to them. I met up with them. We hung out. Um, they had a horror trivia segment on Saturday. So we sat in for that. I had registered for it and they actually called me up. So it was called curse your luck. So it was like a version of press your luck. I got, I got totally robbed on one of the questions. I but totally was the first to buzz in and there was like an error. So then they like did a reset and I got totally fucked well, uh, on that. Details, details. No, I mean, it was just literally like the, it, it, so like, People are really fast readers because, like, the questions, like, pop up and, like, before it's even being – like, I was even done reading, people were already buzzing in. So you got to be, like, a super fast reader apparently. But I was the first to buzz in on – there was a question. It was, you know, who is the – who played the lead role in American Psycho? So I fucking 100% first to buzz in. But it was, like, their first time doing it, so they were having a bunch of technical, like, errors and difficulties. So, like, they had to do, like, a reset. And then, like, right. I buzzed. Yeah. So then, like, I everyone buzzed in again. I didn't get it. So for the same I, question, you had to buzz in again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes yeah. no sense. Right. But yeah, people were fast readers, man. There were some good ones. You know, there was a, there was, a, there was good questions and stuff. I ended up, I think, with like three spins at the end of the day. And the leader ended up with like five spins. So I got three, all three spins. I didn't get the, so slashers were on the board as sort of the whammies. And if you got one of those, you got ended up with zero points or whatever. And yeah, I did. Th- I used all three of my spins, didn't hit any whammies. I just didn't get enough points. So I wasn't the winner, unfortunately, but it was a fun time. As far as the rest of the con went, um, yeah, it was pretty chill. You know, it, Saturday was crazy. Kiefer Sutherland, luckily I had my VIP pass. So I was done with him in like an hour, which was great. Um, there were people literally waiting in line since like three four in the morning who didn't end up even meeting him so, so stupid man yeah they need, they need to really cap these things so that I doesn't they, ever happen they gotta figure something out with at least the headliner guests because like everyone else like was manageable line wise um i think the other person i waited the longest for was jackie earl haley i waited probably about an hour for him uh he had a solid man Alyssa sutherland low I didn't even bother. Her line was fucking enormous all weekend. People were waiting a couple hours for her easily. So every, everyone had solid lines though. Like uh, Dermot Mulroney also had like a really, really big line, which I negated him. Shining, I did meet the Shining Twins, uh, the Grady Twins or the Grady Sisters, whatever you, however you'd like to call them on that. I did get called out for calling the Grady Twins in one of the horror fan groups, so... I'm sorry about that, but it is correct. Yes, they weren't actually twins. They were just played by twins. But they were amazing. They were awesome. Yeah, they were only about a 20-minute wait. It wasn't too bad. But, yeah, they were super, like, nice and welcoming. 
um, amazing people. Also met Lorraine Bracco for you non-horror fans, Sopranos, Goodfellas. She was awesome as well. Her agent, actually, when I was sitting up there signing, uh, getting ready to meet her, um, saw my ex's tattoo, and he also represents Linda Blair. And he was like, oh, he's like, you excited for the movie? I was like, yeah, I heard she's going to be in it. He's like, what? He's like, who did you hear that from? I'm like, it's like all over the internet. He's like, well, we had to sign NDAs. He's like, we can't really say anything about it. He's like, but you know, she might be in it. He was like, uh, he's like, it's a really cool story though. He's like, I think people will really enjoy the movie. And uh, yeah, so there was a little tidbit on that. And yeah, uh, who else? I got a Lost Boys photo op. I dressed as David. My first time ever doing prosthetics. With the beard, it was a little complicated. Didn't look as good as I had hoped with the prosthetic. But it, you know, it was okay. It, it did the job and the photo op came out pretty cool. Fun story with that. I went to go stand in the middle and Jason Patrick was like, oh, no, no, no. You absolutely need to stand next to Kiefer. And when I sat next to Kiefer, Kiefer kind of looked me up and down. He's like, wow, man. He's like, thanks so much for putting in all that effort. He's like, that's really cool. You did that and stuff. So he, I mean, he was so gracious, so nice. Even when I was in line to meet him, he shook every single person's hand in line. I'm kind of similar to when Steven, I met Sam Raimi, you know, and he was doing like, he was taking a couple, two, three minutes with every single person. So he was like, he seemed really genuine, you know, seemed, you know, happy to be there and in good spirits. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, just an awesome weekend. I also met uh, Randy Quaid, cousin Eddie. I did a photo op with him. I dressed as his character from Christmas Vacation, the Shitter's Full scene. So that was pretty funny. It came out, the photo op came out great. I saw, I posted like all this in the Discord. So if you're not joining our, if you aren't in our Discord yet, this is a perfect example why you should be so you don't miss out on fun photos and conversations like this but uh yeah great weekend he had a like pretty solid line all weekend but his prices were fucking crazy for, for so a hundred dollars just for the autograph if you wanted just a personalization so if you wanted to steve or to todd that's an extra 40 bucks ladies and gentlemen Ooh. just the right to right i don't know about that you want his character name that's another $40, ladies and gentlemen. Jeez. And if you want a quote, that's another $40. So if for an autograph, personalization, quote, character name, you're looking at $220 right there. So wow. there you go. Plus, on top of that, if you wanted a photo with him at the table, that was another 60 So it would have cost you about almost $300 for a photo and full autograph from him. Kiefer Sutherland, by the way, only charging $100. So Randy Quaid, more than the headliner, if he went in with his quotes and personalizations. Jeez. Did you get a sig or just the uh, photo op? Well, with Randy, I just got uh, the photo op. His line was just too long, and I was oh, like, I'm not paying yeah. that much to wait in his line. He, need, he needs the legal fees, man. You know, he got uh, <laughs> he got kicked out of Canada, and uh, he's got you know he got sued for his porno, I think. So he got sued for porno. Yeah, he made yeah. a porn, and like apparently. It caused some issues with some people. Uh, the whole it's a whole thing. He's he's an interesting he character. <laughs> and uh, also, I met Lloyd Kaufman. Had him do a little intro for the show. I don't know if Steve's going to attach it to this. They've already or heard not. it by this. Okay, point. they've already heard it. So yeah, it was not to Joe. compliments to Steve for editing it because uh, <laughs> it was quite an ordeal uh, getting that recorded. But he's he's fucking awesome. He's so amazing. I mean, he signs for free, takes pictures for free. I mean, just such a a good dude. There's one other thing. Oh, one other fun tidbit. When I met Jackie O'Haley, I asked him about, you know, if he ever talked to Robert. He, The man still has not talked to Robert to this day. 
about their Freddie roles. He's like, yeah, no, he's like, I never reached out to him. He never reached out to me. He's like, and to this day still, he's like, I would love to, he's like, I would love to, you know, talk to him. I was like, so that needs to happen at a con. Once this, this, uh, actor strike ends, uh, doing like a panel with the two Freddies since they're both doing cons. Now that would be a, I think a really interesting one. So maybe one day. What about you, Steve? Anything going on? Uh, not much. Still sick. It's getting the, tired of it. Salem curse. Yeah, the Salem curse that lives on. I, I'm starting to go through a barrage test to figure out what's going on because it's whatever it is. It's it sucks. And Todd, finally, uh, you're back and mm-hmm. gave us quite a scare there last week. So you feeling well? Like what's going on? Feeling well. Long story short, getting old is not fun, as you can attest to both of you guys. <laughs> like random stuff that just pops up. One day you're fine, the next day you're in the emergency room because you have severe abdominal pain and you're going through all the tests and the doctor's like, all right, I gotta go talk to the surgeon. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm all right. It's just something every little boy will have to deal with eventually, I guess. If I don't know, man, your body's just fucking weird. But yeah, medical stuff aside, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy, man. Like the day before I went to the emergency room, I got the news that one of my short stories was bought by a publisher and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm humbled. It's cool. Like I've been, you know, pumping out my stories, uh, self-publishing, things like that. But f- to someone, for someone to have to read your stuff and approve it and then purchase it, it's it's an awesome feeling. And it's like, I think he, the publisher said he had 300 submissions and accepted 20 of them. So I'm like, fuck yeah, it's awesome. So my story is set in the 90s with three uh, 12-year-old boys and they're in the backyard. Uh, camping out like I'm sure all of us did with their friends telling stories, looking at Playboys, things like that. And they talk, start talking about the local legend of Dead-Eyed, old Dead-Eyed John. And supposedly he lives over on this haunted street that no one goes over because it's just decrepit and things like that. Of course, doing what boys do, they go over to this house to see if the legend is real. And let's just say that it doesn't end well for these gentlemen. So the anthology is going to be called Doors of Darkness, um, coming out probably at the end of this year, maybe next year, and put out through TerraCore Publishing. So I'm super pumped. Very proud of you, man. It's Thank you. awesome, and I yeah. can't wait to uh, to get it and read it. And yeah, I think it's time that we go to our ad from Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for, and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Uh, all right, I'll watch. I'll watch. You guys both uh, went to the movies, right? So what'd you guys see? Sure, yeah. I'll do it since it was my only movie I watched this week with the cons in season in full effect yeah which speaking of con season september i'm planning on doing a couple other cons anyone in the area silver scream con if you're a big fan of ice nine kills it's their convention they do a concert on saturday nights uh, on a saturday night uh, that is september 8th through the 10th in danvers massachusetts pretty solid guest list there tony todd skeet ulrich among others the week after is terror con which is September 15th to the 17th, that also being in Massachusetts, that one in Marlboro, Massachusetts. So I don't know what days I'm going to be there. Since it's a local con, I'm not going to be there all three days. I'll probably hit it up um, Saturday or Sunday for either one of those. So yeah, if you're there, check it out. Uh, all right, to what watch now? Uh, yeah, so I went to the theaters, Steve as well. Not together, unfortunately, but we went and saw Talk. We went in spirit, yes. We, you know, I put my phone 
and we were I was looking at them. It was great. So uh, we went and saw Talk to Me, which is the new highly anticipated A24 horror movie. This movie is about essentially this these group of teens find this cursed possessed hand it's like sort of a ceramic hand it has writing all over it the legend goes is that there is an actual real hand encased in this sort of ceramic hand and if you grab onto this hand you will see the dead and if you you know you got but you gotta say talk to me first and then you'll see them and then if you say let me in essentially the spirit will go into your body, but it has to be, I think, no more than 60, 90 seconds, I believe it is. No more than 90 seconds. If it stays longer than 90 seconds, then you are basically allowing it to sort of stay and the door doesn't close. So yeah, so uh, our main character ends up doing it. Uh, It's sort of like this big sort of viral thing where their kids film it. It like gets on TikToks. You know, people are like, oh, this is bullshit. You know, is this real? So our main character ends up doing it. Uh, She goes a little longer than she was supposed to, leaving the door open. And she starts seeing spirits and, uh, you know, demons and whatnot from there on out. And she now has to figure out how can we close this door? And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, so I was, I mean, I love A24. So I was really excited to check this out. I will say this is for an A24 movie. This is not your typical A24 movie, but it's certainly not a bad thing because I ended up really loving this movie. It's, you know, it it's pretty straightforward to the point, but I also think there's definitely some metaphorical stuff in there if you really want to dig deep into it, but it's also very surface level as well. Um, very pretty basic plot synopsis. Sort of a, kind of reminded me of like Insidious meets The Sixth Sense in some ways but yeah man it's there's some genuinely really scary shit in here they did a really good good job with the the makeup effect on the on the demons and ghosts whatever the hell you want to call them i guess i'm calling them sort of demons in this but man there's some great stuff in here the acting is is top notch all around pretty much from all of our actors especially our lead actress she 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 kills it in this role and i hope we get i wouldn't mind a whole sort of franchise out of this i think they could do a lot more so i'm down for it i they definitely kept it open for a potential sequel i think and I mean, this is a directorial debut from these dudes or uh, two brothers, I believe, that did it. And man, they I think they knocked it out of the park and I, I can't wait to see what they do next. This is currently sitting as my number one horror movie of the year for me. I highly recommend it for a year that's been pretty weak, I think, on new horror movies. I think this is definitely the standout so far. Yeah, I, I echo a lot of that. When I first saw the trailer, I felt that it looked a little bland. It kind of gave me Truth or Dare vibes, but the movie is not that at all. It is genuinely scary, which I really like. Uh, you see like a good amount of the demon slash ghosts. There are some very surprising, gory moments in the film as well. It's got a great pace. Like I was never bored, you know, and the movie kind of went along really quickly. And the performances are amazing. Um, Sophie Wilde, who is the star of this film, which hasn't done that much yet, is, you know, a, t- a contender for my favorite female performance of the year. It's, I'm not sure yet, you know, it's it's between two. So we'll see about that. But I do think this is one of the best horror films of 2023. It's not sitting at my number one right now. There's another one that I'm kind of like thinking it's 
kind of stayed number one, but it's definitely a worthwhile film to check out. And if you're an A24 hater, and I know there's, there's quite a few out there, uh, like Joe said, this doesn't really feel all that A24. I mean, there are some elements of it for sure. It's dark, the the atmosphere, the kind of score and everything is A24, but the story itself is not as, um, like, it's clear, you know, it's it's not as ambiguous as it usually is. So I, I think it could be enjoyed by a wider audience than some of their other stuff. And yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. And for a small independent horror movie, it's killing it in the theaters. I think it did 10 million its opening weekend, which is already like a lot more than its budget intended. So apparently the directors too are like big YouTubers. So that's kind of how they got their start. And uh, yeah, they're, they're killing it. I can't wait to see what they do next. Sweet. All right. My first one is a 2022 indie called Beneath the Old Dark House, uh, directed by Matt Cloud. And this one basically has the same kind of setup of, of a VHS movie. And this villain called Coffin Tooth, he kidnaps this young lady and he puts her in a room surrounded by old CRT TV screens and then puts VHS tapes on them. And there's three three movies in the anthology. And all three of them are pretty solid. Like, you're going to go into it and see traditional, like, indie problems, like a couple sound design issues, some acting that's up and down. But for being an indie man, like, there's a really strong dedication to the set design. Like, everything looks really spot on, really great. The sets are awesome. The lighting is great. The coffin tooth looks really dope. There's girls in there. All of them get in some kind of state of undress, and they all look good. So if you're into that, there you go. The gore at times is pretty good too. Is it anything that like if it came if I watched it last year would it have made my top ten? No, but for an indie, it's it's super up there and probably better than the the recent like VHS movies in my opinion. So that's beneath the old dark horse, uh, uh, dark house. Sorry, not dark dark horse. And this was another one that I fucking saw on Instagram and like the ad got me just like killer goats. But the difference with this one though, killer goats suck. Beneath the Old Dark House is pretty cool. So if you have an opportunity to see it, I think it's going to get option to be on like a shutter or a screen box or something once it comes on there. Check it out. Cool. So my second one this week is a movie I watched over on Shutter, And it is a 2023 movie by the name of Husera the Bone Woman. Uh, so I believe Joe had talked about this uh, in the past. So I was uh, I put it on my list and was interested to check it out. It's a Mexican film. It's about a uh, couple who are looking to get pregnant, and they kind of do some religious voodoo to help with the uh, pregnancy. And sure enough, she does get pregnant, and everything seems to be going well at first. But all of a sudden, she goes to her porch and she sees someone from the like apartments across the street and there's this woman just kind of staring at her and then she starts like breaking her neck and stuff and contorting in weird ways and then she jumps off the balcony and then she survives the fall and in a weird like contorted way starts like screaming at her and stuff like that which scares her she goes to her husband and of course there was actually nothing there and more and more as she's going through her pregnancy she starts seeing these bone cracking kind of creatures coming after her and she's not sure why there's also a lot of like postpartum depression type themes once she does have the baby and it's a lot about her struggling with motherhood her her you know sexual identity she's kind of having you know she's with her husband but she's also having kind of a lesbian affair with an old flame of hers so there's a lot of kind of themes coming at you once and there's also religion i'm not quite sure what religion it is it's some kind of christian religion because they pray at the virgin mary statue at the beginning of the film 
but yeah, so that's basically the gist of it. I think when this story is into the like the horror elements, it's fantastic. There are some really good scares in it, some good scary scenes. It's cool that they go into themes that aren't usually tackled in horror. They tackle those well. Uh, my only issue with it is it's kind of boring for all the in-between. Uh, there are a lot of scenes that kind of go nowhere. And I was kind of, I was falling asleep, to be honest. And it's unfortunate because when it's good, it's great. But when it's not, it's just like a slug to get through. So I did enjoy it. And I think, you know, people will kind of lean towards one way or the other, depending on how they feel. But uh, so I do recommend it. But for me, it's like a three out of five. So it wouldn't be on my top 10 of the year. But I do think it's a worthy watch so that's who sarah the bone woman over on shutter Alrighty, my last one is a film from 2000 currently on tubi if you want to check it out called python it's got uh robert england it's got william zabka from uh karate kid it's got casper van Dien playing man i love casper but his accent in this i i, I guess he's going for like southerner slash louisiana almost and it's just not he's not pulling off casper i love you but this one did not do it for me um, you gotta see Will mad Williams. heidi and but robert england plays this like stupid fuck doctor that like is great why do these movies like always think like the answer for like the next military breakthrough is like a giant snake like really? That's that's yeah. what we're going with, like or a crocodile, or, or yeah, or yeah, some whatever. kind of beast yeah. that can die from like a rocket or something. You know what I mean? But yeah, this python <laughs> is getting transported over the like in a military transport um, plane, and then like some dipshit in the back like hears a noise. So like in their ultimate wisdom, they're like, "Break it open. We need to see what's in here. That's an order." And so he breaks it open, and the python comes and kills everyone in the plane, and then falls out of the sky and lands in like suburbia America and then it starts going wild there's a sheriff there's a love triangle there's an opening scene with lesbians that are uh, nude which is always acceptable and then uh the snake comes and eats them there's a lot of like uh corpses that are turned into skeletons with like little meats hanging off them because the um I get I don't know if pythons really do this I don't think they do but it spits like venom at them and it like melts them which I don't think is a real thing but hey who knows the CGI is fucking god awful it's so bad it the snake is supposed to be like big, but then for plot devices, it can squeeze through like a little door, kind of like Anaconda, where it goes up like a hundred foot fucking tower at one point. It's it's just it's a mess. It's awful. CGI is terrible. Robert England's stupid. Cast Raymond Dean's performance, unfortunately, is not that great. And um, there's a lot of family drama too mixed in. Like ultimately, this is a movie about a giant snake that's killing people. Let's just leave it at that. We don't need to know about the the family's failing business and how the brother wants to be this fucking mountain bike star. Oh. And there's like multiple scenes, way too many scenes. One's fine, but not like seven, where like the dude's riding his mountain bike and he's doing like close up like little spins and he's doing little bunny hops over things. I'm like, what? Just to get from like point A to point B in the plot. But instead of just cutting to that, we show him riding his bike to it, which is so goofy. Python, terrible, one out of five, two B, and Amazon Prime. Why do they always have to, in these like like little movies, have to give an accent to actors that can't pull it off you know it, it doesn't <laughs> fucking improve the movie whatsoever no one's gonna yeah. be like you know that character should have been southern <laughs> it's yeah. just so fucking stupid I, I don't get it. it it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to the plot either he's like government guy like yeah exactly i don't know i i don't know and you think like the actor too like like a cast would be like oh i can't really maybe pull like maybe if it like for mad heidi it sounds like they were going for goofy right 
But in this one, like, that's my main problem is they take it way too seriously. So it would seem like they wouldn't want something like this as easily, easily avoidable to affect their film. But no, they have, like you said, an actor doing a voice that he cannot pull off at all. So it's, it's unfortunate because I love Casper Mandine, but man, he's got, uh, yeah, I mean, in Matt, in Matt Heidi, he's the uh, president of Switzerland. So it makes sense that he needs to be somewhat Swiss, <laughs> you know, but in movies like that, there's no fucking point to change the accent. It's just, it, but you see it a lot. Like you, a lot of these indie movies have these really terrible accents. And you're just like that. It adds nothing to the movie. Why? <laughs> I wonder if that's in their contract. They go to the studio and like, I'll do this movie, but I need to be a German. And I need to I have two dogs. My range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need it for my reel. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Trivia. Bought those points. All right. Quarter number three is in full swing. We have myself leading with eight points. Steve, second place, seven points. Joe, five points. Who would like to lead off today? I'll go. Oh, just because I have him up. So, Ooh. all right. First one is as I like to do. Guess the movie based off the IMDb parental guide, but plot twist, I'm not going to start with Sex and Nudity because oh. it is the biggest giveaway, so I'm probably going to do it last time. Oh, okay. So we're going to start with violence and gore. A man holds his wife and two children hostage at gunpoint. He calls the sheriff and a psychologist. Police and emergency personnel arrive. He yells through the front window that he and his family will never have to see them again. He fires three shots out of the front window, shoots his wife in the head. She falls and and soon uh, shoots both of the children, pointing the gun off screen. Mm. Sounds disturbing. It is. <laughs> Profanity. Name calling. Faker, jerk, insane, not right in the head. Rat study, ridiculous, and offensive. Okay. None, of, none of which are cursed. No, I don't. <laughs> Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. A woman says that the FBI investigated missing persons in Alaska and came to no conclusions and writes it off to alcohol use. Hmm. Okay. The, the next two are the ones that are going to start giving it away. Frightening and intense scenes. The entire film is meant to trick your mind into believing that it's an actual documentary and will frighten viewers. Oh. Um, what's the okay. name of that? You guys ready for the last one? Yep. Yes. Sex and nudity. What have you all been waiting for? <laughs> In yes, one please. brief scene, a nude woman is examined by unseen aliens. We see her sitting on an examining table from the bare shoulders and neck up. And a drill seems to penetrate her as she screams. I know. I just can't place it. I got the cover in my mind. I know who the actress is, too. I don't want to give it to Jerry. I, I think you do, but you, I need the name. I know. Is that it? That's it. Hmm. Have I seen this movie? <laughs> I don't know. I footage style, so. Is it, um, is it called the... The fifth dimension. Wrong. Right the track. Fourth kind? That's correct. Damn the it. Fourth kind. <laughs> thief. You fucking thief. <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. You're close. You're in the right yeah. mindset. But... Damn it. Mila, have you Mila... seen the I have. It's been a minute. Yeah, Emilia but... Jovovich. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she like, opens the movie with, like, this is real. This is real. <laughs> but we know you're an actress. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. 
here we go. I'm going to name you three characters and the tagline. Oh. See if you can guess the movie. Okay. Tagline. It's not like they didn't warn us. Characters. Ray Reddy. Officer Paskey. And Graham Hess. Graham Hess seems familiar. Uh, I'm going to go Mars Attacks. Incorrect. Mm, the stuff? Incorrect. I left out two of the other <laughs> mem- big members of the Hess family because they'd probably oh. give it away. And that is Merrill Hess and Bo Hess from the movie Signs. Oh, okay. I don't want to guess that anyway. <laughs> I don't, I don't right. remember the Hess. Uh... <laughs> what was the tagline for that? They tried to warn us? It's not like they didn't try. Uh, it's not like they didn't warn us. How does that apply? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know either. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't remember them warning anyone. Like, yeah, shoot, Bailey's like, all right, we're coming. All right. Yeah. Hey, I, well, did, I mean, did they warn us with their crop circles? I don't really know. But... Oh, I guess so, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, tagline. This one's from the buddy TJ. Nice planet. We'll take it. Hmm. Killer clowns? Incorrect. Uh, they live? Incorrect. Correct answer is Mars attacks. Oh, goddamn. Oh, it's it said. All right, Jason. Yeah. Did you see the, I think, I spirit? The so full cool. size it's Mars so attacks cool, alien? Eh? Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. 400 wanna... bucks, though. <laughs> All right, it's dope. It is dope. It doesn't yes. say act, act, though. Right. <clears throat> Guess the movie. By the supporting cast. Okay. Roger Jackson. Jack Black. Pam Greer. Mars Attacks. Yes. Yes. Wow. Another Mars Attacks. Yeah, then I had Mars Natalie Portman, all over Tom tonight. Jones, Danny DeVito, Martin Schwartz, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Michael J. Fox. That's right. Supporting cast. All right. All right. Next one. What is the name of the famed sitcom Jupe starred in as a child in the in the Christ. famous alien movie Nope? Oh my god. What was it? Sorry? Jupe? What is the name of the famed sitcom Jupe starred in as a child in Gordy's nope? house? Incorrect. It's uh the Gordy show? I don't know. Incorrect. Todd, you were very close and maybe Gordy's we could throw it. Gordy's home is correct. Yeah, the house I would have taken. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I was ready to take it. Yeah, not exactly. It was. That's. I think that's the best scene is when Stephen Yen is. Oh, I love recapping that in the his little museum. Yeah. 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 It's definitely one of the highlights. Okay, I got some Blu-rays here. Nice. All right. Number one, the townsfolk of a rural community are dying in strange and gruesome circumstances. Following the trail of horrifically, horrifically mutilated cadavers, resident health inspector Mike Brady... 30 days of night. Incorrect. Damn it. Resident health inspector Mike Brady is on the case to, pierce, uh, to piece together the mystery. He soon comes to a terrifying conclusion. Giant blank are breeding in the sewers below, and they're making a meal of the locals. Is it... Uh... I think I know it now. Oh my god, I have the cover in my in my mind, but I don't remember. <laughs> oh shit! Shout out Mike Brady, Brady Bunny. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's not Chad, is it? No, incorrect. 
opportunity to steal and then that, that would be my guess too oh. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is is this no no you don't have the it's slugs, slugs. Oh, <laughs> i didn't see that i've never seen that one is it oh, really? it's pretty cool yeah nice all right last one guess the movie by the imdb did you know section okay first one is trivia much more of the autopsy scene was filmed than ended up in the final film. A rough cut of the scene originally contained so much gore that it even made crew members who had worked on it sick to their stomach. Quotes. In an insane world, a sane man must appear insane. Goofs. Miscellaneous. The prisoner named Vincent is an enigma. He is not present in any scenes before his death scene and seems just to appear out of nowhere. Um, oh, wait, oh, wait. Okay, there's two more. Yeah. Crazy credits. The 20th Century Fox fanfare that plays during the opening studio logo segues ominously into the score of the film. And soundtrack. In the year 2525, 20, Exordium and Terminus, written by Rick Evans. Oh, that, I have no idea. My initial guess was identity, so I'll throw identity out there. Wrong. You want to guess, Jeff? I'm guessing it's something alien-themed. <laughs> I got nothing, though. Uh, Prometheus? Wrong. I'll give you guys a hint. It is a sequel to you know an alien-type film. <laughs> um, autopsy scene. Shoot. Autopsy, 2525, 20th Century Fox. I'm going to Alien 3. Correct. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I don't. The, cl the clues are in there, but. <laughs> yeah, I was going to guess an Alien movie too, but not 3. So. It's, been, it's been quite a while. I think I need to revisit that because that's like. It's like. Fincher. Hate. <laughs> yeah. His, uh, his, like, you know, dark mark on his career, apparently. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want another Blu ray or do you want a traditional? Oh, Blu-ray is good. I like those. Okay. okay. A family's road trip takes a dangerous turn when they arrive at a secluded mobile home park to stay with relatives and find it mysteriously deserted. The strangers pray at night. Correct. Nice. Thank you. Got it. Shout out, shout out Damien. Damien McVay, who just they just did a a screening at the like the pool. Oh, they did the that day. again. Yeah, cool. with the full with the full yeah. cast. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. he, he's uh he's been teasing a movie is that is this dark circles finally i don't know i i haven't i haven't he seen showed a, a screenshot of of the movie but it's just damien oh. so it's tough to like discern what exactly your, your, your debut it's Hopefully. supposed to be coming out yeah i mean it's yeah, supposed to be coming out soon it's, it's been saying coming out soon for like a year so. <laughs> right i'll have to shoot him a message and see i, I um, hope we see you a lot but that'd be so funny if we saw just like you see part <laughs> yeah. of his beard <laughs> yeah. that's joe's beard You'll see me for like 15 seconds at Heck the most, yeah. probably. But oh, you'll, that's oh, you'll 100% a lot. Like, yeah. see me because I'm directly behind uh, Damien in like the diner they, scene. They and it's a long time. Yeah, this, <laughs> this might be like a Mike Wazowski situation. Yeah, right. you know, like Damien's no, head is going to like just block him, you know, like perfectly. 100%. My, I mean, I should definitely be on there. Show in the background like this time. Yeah, trying to peek in. It's a long scene. It's like they were, it's like, five or seven minute dialogue scene i mean we'll see what they actually edited right. into but cool. we'll see i think it was an important scene in the movie too so <laughs> all right three oh, one more. oh, oh you do okay 
Yes. Oh, three okay. three le- three letterboxed reviews. Name the movie. Yes, it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers meets Scream, but I love it. Number two. Maybe the least Robert Rodriguez movie in his film catalog. Oh. Uh, I had a guess, but that, that oh, it wasn't Robert Rodriguez. A big one. And number three. This has to be one of the most underrated horror high school outcast coming of age sci-fi gems to is, come is out. It of disturbing the 90s. behaviors? Incorrect. Can you repeat those three again for me? Sure. Sure. All right. Yes, it's Invasion of the Body Snatcher Snatchers meets Scream, but I love it. Maybe the least Robert Rodriguez movie in his film catalog. And number three, this has to be one of the most underrated horror high school outcast coming of age sci-fi gems to come out of the 90s. Man, dude, I have no freaking clue. Is it the faculty? It is the faculty. Is it? I didn't know he did that. Yeah. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> that was my next guest, but I had no idea he did that. <laughs> yep. he, he directed that one or just wrote it? Directed it. Huh. I would okay. say Spy Kids is his least. I was thinking Spy Kids. Thing. Is his best, <laughs> right. I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. Right. Oh shoot! I got two really lucky guesses today. Is that it? That is it. All right. So big night for me. You got four. Steve zero. Joe two, which brings us to twelve for for quarter number three. Me and the lead with twelve. Steve and Joe tied at seven apiece for your quarter number three trivia. Let's go. All right. Fire in the sky. Before we start firing the sky. Can we just acknowledge the fact that right after we announced that this was the next movie we were reviewing, in Congress, they admitted that they are in possession of humanoid-like creatures that were piloting spacecrafts? Like, what? And it's not news at all? Like, no one gives a shit? It's the weirdest fucking thing ever? Yeah. It's a crazy world we live in. Well, I don't think anyone will ever believe it until there's actual videos or photos. Even then, and even right? then, even then, people will question it. But just because someone where says, do you guys something, stand? "Where do you guys stand on it?" I think they 100% have something. You know, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. So whether they, I yeah, no, I do. I think they definitely have some sort of alien life creatures, like in some sort of. Kind of like think like Independence Day. They have them in those fucking like tubes, just kind of like hanging out, no chilling. Peace. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're there for sure, and they definitely have wreckage recovered. I mean, it's just like there's been plane crashes in the in our you know in our world. I'm sure aliens have been trying to have been passing through and crashed. I think they're probably mostly Taurus, or or maybe okay. explore or like astronaut or like or like Leafers. astronauts. Like astronauts, explorers, they like are sent out to try to see what's out there, and a couple of them have crashed along the way, and I think we've recovered it. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to some more alien questions during our question period after the <laughs> review, but I I'm I'm just flabbergasted that this wasn't news. Like no one gave a shit. It's the weirdest thing. Like people are like, sure, we got aliens, but what's 90 day fiance going on through right now? Like who gives a fuck? Like, hello, did, did you not hear? You just talked about aliens, but anyway, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't think it's a surprise. Like, I think most people already know, right. Or knew <laughs> yeah. that there are aliens out there. So it's just like, Oh, them confirming. And it's like, yeah, we already know. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into this later though. Cause I got a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll get right. with the questions. I think. 
Okay, so uh, Fire in the Sky uh, from 93, directed by uh, Rob Lieberman. Alien Abduction, November 5th, 1975, White Mountains, northeastern Arizona, based on the true story. A group of men who are clearing brush for the government arrive back in town, claiming that their friend was abducted by aliens. Nobody believes them, and despite a lack of motive and no evidence of foul play, the friend's disappearance is treated as murder. So, um, not exactly true. These guys are a logging crew. And they're out in the wilderness and they're doing their thing. We learn about them. Like they're kind of down on their luck, not making a lot of money, but they're honest guys and doing their thing. They're getting off the job site one night and they see the bright red light in the in the forest. One of the gentlemen who's best buddies with the foreman also is going to marry his, his sister, I believe. He gets out of the truck and he's like, I got to fucking go closer. I got to see it. And the guys are yelling at him, get back in the fucking truck, blah, blah, blah. And he gets hit with a beam of light that knocks him out. The guys in the truck think he's dead, so they freak out and they storm off, right? And they collect their wits a little bit, and they go back to the site, and they do not find his body. So they think he was, they don't know what happened. Uh, they go back to town, they call the sheriff, who calls like a like a big lead detective over or whatever, to talk to the guys and like, hey, tell me your fucking story again. And that's when we learn, that's when they walk them through it again. And the, the lead sheriff immediately says like, nah, you guys fucking murdered him. Because one of their guys on the on the crew is kind of he's an outcast, he's a bad boy, he's got no respect for the law, and he's on he has his attitude the entire time. And it's known that he had beef with the guy um, that went missing, so they they pounce on that. And we just go through the whole movie basically until about the last twenty minutes or so is going through um, them trying to clear their name, the townspeople side eyeing them, not trusting things like that, uh, going through a lie detector to tell their story, which all matches up and. Until finally we see, I believe his name is Mike, right? No, Mike's the main guy. Travis. Travis. Yeah, Travis mm -hmm. is the one. He calls Mike on the phone, who's played by Rob Patrick. And he's like, come pick me up or whatever. And then they find him. And he tells a story about being abducted by aliens. So I watched this one uh, when I was a kid on, on tape. And it scared the living shit out of me. I think it has one of the best abduction scenes ufo whatever you want to call it of all time i think it's still very effective today some of the movie didn't age well in my opinion but i still think it's a solid film last time i watched it was maybe about 10 plus years ago and i still thought it was um super scary and i still think it stands up in that aspect today and uh what do you guys think yeah so i i wasn't even sure if i had seen this but after watching it, like I, the abduction scene, like a hundred percent stuck in my brain. And I was like, I definitely have seen this. I didn't remember any of the other movie though. So it was pretty fresh overall. And yeah, I mean, overall, I think there's like really good performances here. I mean, Robert Patrick, I think is, is great. Him and uh, Travis there played by DB Sweeney. The two of them together have like really good chemistry and whatnot. I think the whole kind of cast of bloggers there all are, are really good and james garner as sort of the lead detective is also really good in this i think like this movie is the best with like when the alien stuff is happening i do think it's like the town stuff is all like really interesting but i feel like it does drag on a bit too long you know i think this movie definitely could have been cut a little shorter i mean it's almost two hours long i think we could have been an hour and a half and we would have been fine kind of cutting out some of the town hysteria stuff it was like okay after a while it's like okay yeah i get it like the town thinks they murdered them and stuff like that do we need it was kind of rehashing the same things over and over again but overall i think it is really good you know yeah i agree with todd it's some of the stuff hasn't aged as well for a 90s movie but the alien abduction scene 
is really great and still super effective. The aliens look awesome, I think, too, for a movie that came out, you know, in, you know, the early 90s. They still are really, like, creepy looking and the makeup on them or whatever. If they're puppets, I'm not really sure if it's, like, little people in sort of makeup or if it's puppetry or whatever. But whatever it is, they did a, a killer, killer job on that. Um, the whole, like, you know, scene is it's like 20 minutes long. Like I think that alien abduction scene and it's, it's so cool. It's so interesting, like sort of everything going on in the ship. Um, it's awesome. I do wish we got a little more of the beginning abduction though, when he's actually, you know, kind of beamed up there. I think it happens a little too fast. And I think they could have harped on that a little longer because it was really interesting, but yeah, overall like really solid movie. And I'm glad I rewatched it. So this was a first time watch for me. In fact, I don't even think I've ever even heard of this movie until Todd started mentioning it. Uh, he's mentioned it before in previous episodes, but it's just one, I guess, flew completely off my radar. So fresh watch. And I got to say, it's like, I enjoyed it somewhat. You know, I think a lot of what Joe said resonates the same way with me. The alien stuff was really cool. I really enjoyed it when they were doing all that stuff, but it takes so long to get there that I was already kind of checked out. Then finally they get, they hit us with this great kind of last 15, 20 minutes, but also ends really abruptly. And that was kind of jarring to me as well. There are great performances though. I mean, Robert Patrick is just good in everything. He's always a delight. Same with DB Sweeney. DB Sweeney is one of those actors that I don't know why he never became like a big deal. You know, you see him a lot in movies of that era. And he's such a good actor, but it just, he's like relegated to like swamp sharks now and stuff like that. So it's kind of disappointing, but he's a great actor as well. There are some clever things they do in this film that I liked uh, right at the beginning. You have cops going, like just driving down a dark road and all of a sudden you see like three big lights, like come down on the car and everything. And it looks like the cars are either going to be abducted or there's going to be you know, a spaceship, but it's actually just the lights from the train. But the way it was filmed made it look like it was the beginning of the alien story. You know, there are some great shots. Uh, the use of color when the aliens kind of get him the first time was awesome. But they just don't spend enough time with the alien stuff. And they spent too much time on the little town politics, which was kind of boring. And that's that's where I think the film falls a little bit. And I agree with Joe. It's it's too long. It's just we did not need it to be this long. So still a good, a good film, but not like one of my favorites. Shout out to a couple of the other loggers in the movie. Bradley Gregg, who you might know as Philip from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors. Of course, the infamous sort of uh, puppetry uh, vein scene. And also Henry Thomas, young Henry Thomas, who... Um, was in The Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, and of course, um, Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance yeah, and yeah, Dr. Sleep. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of little horror elements in this one. Yeah, it's got a stellar cast. And tell me, yeah, that it really that's does. not fucking frightening. <laughs> <laughs> like the the wax rubber yeah, the condom I know, I film. <laughs> <laughs> the human body condom uh, yeah. sucks into his mouth and they're just torturing the poor guy. But yeah, I agree. It would have been cool because it seems like he was just left to decompose or just die in whatever like um, alien little hidey hole they had him in. And then he broke out and then they decided to fuck with him. 
So I don't know. Maybe they just weren't getting into him yet. But um, that fucking guy, Dallas, is a fucking asshole, man. Like Robert Patrick should have thrown his ass off the job site like multiple times. So he's fucking around. He's putting he's 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 falling a tree and it almost hits the guy. And he's like, timber afterwards. And then he puts a fucking running saw blade into his mouth or like into his face. Like, where's OSHA? Let's let's get rid of this fucking asshole. But I really we've we've touched upon it numerous times in the show. And I love how Henry Thomas is reading the Bat Boy kind of um tabloid with a little alien things i know we've all said how we missed that yeah Yeah. did you guys notice when they went to go pick up dallas he's like at like a random with like a hispanic people and there's like a lady just standing there in a towel did you guys see that i don't remember that at all okay maybe it was a ghost like (laughs) three men and a baby or something but she's like standing off in the corner just wearing a towel and like is that a prostitute is this i don't know what's going on it's kind of weird how do you guys feel about the friendships here? So when they find, and I'm, I'm sorry, I forget their character names, but D.B. Sweeney's character uh, for the first time after the abduction, you know, he's like naked and he's scared and he's like obviously struggling. They call the alien guys first. They call the they, nerds. They, they don't call yeah. the fucking uh, the ambulance. <laughs> or, no, they don't give a shit. He, he's fine. You know, like, he's almost dying from dehydration. They're right? Like, can, like, you, can we interview? <laughs> exactly. It's so weird. Like call the X Files. Yeah, but I, mean, what... I guess it makes sense. I mean, they left their fucking friend the first time, so yeah. you know, no, I, it makes sense. I mean, if people who don't know, this is actually based on a true story. How actually true were of the facts we're getting here? But this did really happen you know, this story in the set in the seventies, but I mean, it makes sense. Cause like they didn't trust the cops. Like the cops were accusing these guys of murder. So it's like calling, you know, that they're probably like, fuck the cops. Like let's, let's call these alien guys. Cause like at one point uh, earlier in the movie, yeah, Robert Patrick's character meets sort of this guy who is like, I believe you. Like, I think, you know, your friend did get abducted or whatever. And, you know, he gives him his card or whatever. And he's the first one he calls. And, you know, they try to do interviews with them and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, in that situation, what would I do? Like, it's, you know, maybe I would have done the same thing because, like, fuck the cops, man. They think we murdered this guy. They literally don't believe our story, which, you know, we can get into it. Would you believe their story? You know what I mean? I mean, I personally might, but it's it's a really hard story to believe, obviously. And, you know, law enforcement is not going to believe you in this situation when a guy goes fucking missing in your crew. So yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm down with it. Like for this story, I'm like, yeah, like fuck the cops. Let's call these guys and maybe they can try to get some proof that he was actually abducted. But like, so if you look at the cop angle, so you're accused of murder and you find the guy that you supposedly murdered. Shouldn't you be calling the cops? Be like, dude, Here's my guy that I obviously did not fucking. We didn't murder, murder him. <laughs> so I don't know. Tell him, I, tell him Travis. I, I think it's a yeah. It's, it is a weird scene for me. Yeah. Okay. I, may, I I see both your points there. And to answer your question, I wouldn't believe him, Joe. I would be like, no, you guys. He had an accidental death at the at the least, and you guys are covering it up. But you know what bothered me though is like these guys are best friends, Mike and uh, Travis, and then. Like, he's missing for five days. He's almost fucking dead. Everyone thought he was dead. And then he throws a hissy fit in the hospital because Travis isn't up. Like, you know, Travis is fucking traumatized. He's sick. And then they have a little argument. And then he fucking doesn't talk to him for like two years. I'm like, what? But then what's weird to me, too, is that he names his fucking kid after his friend that they're estranged from. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't. That's the problem. Out of everything in this film, that's the problem I have with is like he named his kid after his friend that they're not talking to each other and he blames for him leaving like at the alien side or whatever. I'm like, you named your kid after him? That's fucking strange, man. I don't know. 
Man, well, so like it good it harms back on like the very beginning of this movie. Like I I am not fucking just taking off and abandoning my friend. I, aliens or not, if I see him get like beamed like that and fucking thrown, he hasn't been fucking sucked up into the air yet. I'm getting out of my truck and I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Like I would check to make sure you're alive. Like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't just be sure. taken off. I mean, maybe in that, you know, I don't know. It's tough to say in that situation. Like maybe I would have been so fucking scared. I would have took off so I can, I can understand it, but I don't know me personally. Like when I was younger, my buddy, like he was getting sucked in like by these like massive swells. We were fucking dumb, young and dumb. And we were like in the ocean and he was getting like fucking sucked into like, into the fucking ocean and i just like on pure instinct just went after him they would call me the would-be rescuer but i actually did was able to fucking grab him and do it so i think just pure reactionary i'm getting on the truck and checking on supposedly my best friend or you know the guy that my brother-in-law essentially i mean he was like basically almost engaged to uh this guy's sister at the time i agree and i think that's um you know a lot of people have the fight or flight thing and i find it hard to believe that all five of them had the flight Especially like with the points you just made too. I made a note too. Like I'm fighting every fucking alien on that ship. Like they're, they're like three feet, you know. Like get up, Travis. You got that country boy strength. You're cutting fucking trees down. Let's throw some haymakers at these little bastards. But um, how do you how do you get off the ship? The aliens were just like, all right, fuck off. Yeah, that's that's that was another. The whole ending was very abrupt to me. It's like they had all these great ideas up to you know, inside the ship. And then they're like, oh, we don't know how to end this. So he's out. He, you know, he gets out. He, he's estranged two years and then the end. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like the aliens got what they want out of, out of him, like, and saw he wasn't being cooperative. So they did their fucking little tests on him or whatever. And then when he fucking tried to, what do you, he grabbed like a scalpel, right? And he like was threatening them. And then they were like, oh, just fucking get rid of him or whatever. Yeah. And so they, Chill. I guess, I guess they just knocked him out and then was like, eh, we'll just leave him back down there. Mm. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Supposedly, you know, there's very like hot debate about whether this was like a hoax or not. My question is like, why would they, I mean, I guess like, yeah, this guy went and wrote a book after, but it ruined like the other dude's lives. So like, why would they be in agreement on this? Unless like Travis, I maybe did it on him, his own to try to make, I don't know. Like, cause Robert Patrick, literally he, you know, it, it's told Robert Car Patrick's character, as it says at the end of this movie, like he got divorced, you know, he had a wife and two kids, like he basically became estranged from them. The other dudes, I'm not really sure what happened with them. I don't know if you guys know really, but for the most part, this really like fucking ruined these guys' lives. I mean, according to everything I looked at, they never failed a lie detector test, right? I mean, the one guy was inconclusive, but he was being a dick. And yeah, I, I've taken one before. I, I know Steve has. Joe, have you taken lie detector? I mean, they ask you some fucking weird ass shit on those things. So I know people can beat them, but I, do I think these people can? I doubt it. But yeah, what is you know, you always gotta ask, like, what what is the end game? Like attention or money? Like this guy's not a millionaire and he like he goes to like UFO conventions and shit and talks about his experience, but as far as that goes, that's like that's not like life changing fucking buying Ferrari's money, you know what I mean? So it's like what what is what is the purpose? Plus if he acted upon himself, then the four guys in the truck still needed to verify that they saw him get hit with like something right so i know the true story quote unquote from him is that 
like it wasn't nothing crazy experimentation on him right it was he was abducted and then he saw like humanoid people in like spacesuits or something and they were kind of nice to him <laughs> but then like you said Joe earlier well you can say it what what happened to them like why they changed it uh yeah so like yeah in his book you know he he kind of described this whole story um yeah it was people well originally he did so the aliens that are kind of portrayed in the movie are similar in a way to the ones he did see but then he said that essentially like they um he kind of like fought them off or whatever he kind of threatened them and then they took him away and then like these humans in spacesuits like escorted him out or whatever basically everything you see in the movie though didn't happen up in the ship the the writer the director or the producers of this movie thought his story was too boring so obviously they had to hollywooded up for this movie so you know he wasn't in a fucking pod or anything and he wasn't floating in the air and shit like that so yeah i mean his story is actually pretty brief if you do see it but he disliked this adaptation so much the real travis that he went out and he wrote like uh i think he wrote the another book after this called i think fire in the sky the true story or something where he gives his real account wild story um you guys want to get into questions before we uh, continue on so you can ask us questions on social media at the horror squad podcast or on our discord where there is a lot of alien talk right now because of this episode so the first uh, question is from asa rating blood 16 if aliens came to earth and offered you a chance to travel the universe would you take it knowing you can never return no i don't think i would you know like it's interesting enough, but yeah, I don't think I would just miss my family McDonald's and friends and stuff. and stuff too much. And yeah, and that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like being, I guess, an astronaut, right? Like some people go up into space for six or seven years or whatever and don't see their families and stuff. It's just not, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting idea. I mean, think like Interstellar, right? Where they're fucking, uh, he was up there for like 20 or 30 years, you know, and he saw his family grow up without him and stuff. So it's it's sad, you know? So I just don't think, I think if maybe if I was a loner and I had like no one, you know, really with like uh, down here, I, I probably would take it. Yeah. I'm the same way if uh, I wouldn't want to leave my family and my kids and everything. Um, but if, you know, 15 years ago, sign me up, aliens, I'll be like Star-Lord in fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because for me, it'd probably no. And the reason is a lot of the stuff I love is all human stuff you know like i love watching movies i love going to theme parks i like you know, uh, doing all you also video have games. a three-breasted alien from total yep. recall steve sure so. but, it, but it's a risk <laughs> you know that three-breasted alien can have a pimple face like i don't know you know who knows what aliens look like so i don't think it's worth the risk and if i can't tell anyone what's the point you know like it's just i get to see it and then just die i don't know it's right you're just a cool right. alien to them and like, what right. if the aliens like pick you up and they're like, "Oh shit, we didn't cal like calculate like a human and your fucking head explodes." So I guess yeah, sure. like you can keep it in the atmosphere <laughs> or something. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. Uh, what if you can bring like five people? Would you be more tempted? Uh, no. I I would just be scared more of the risks. Like you know, right. what are these like you know what I mean? Like do these aliens really know what the fuck they're doing? Like. <laughs> What if it's just like drunk college kids and they're <laughs> picking up like, like to us, like an Amish person and we're like, you know, right. sheltered, like an Amish person is to us, you know what I mean? We're just fucking trying to corrupt us. Like could be some frat bros from 
Some nebula idea. I don't know. It could I don't be, trust yeah. those fuckers. It could be now, a crap bro in now, space. That's a movie right there. <laughs> hey, to be original. But if it's like, what's it called? Fucking first count is the third kind or something like that. Third count. Yeah. Third counters. You know what I mean? Close encounters. Yeah. Close encounters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have like military people ready and then they like do a trade. Like US, whatever. I don't know. It's different. Do you think it, do you think it happens? Like, no, I don't think it happens right now, but. What I do you think it would you, happen? Okay, I'm gonna take this happened. question for later. <laughs> could have happened. Once we get to the questions, I got questions. We would know. All right, uh, we still got a few from our listeners, and then okay. we can ask our own little alien questions. Uh, next one is from Joseph. What would y'all do if Joe got abducted, just like in the film? Run or try to help before they take him? Let's be honest. If anyone is getting abducted, it's going to be Joe. <laughs> I'm helping. I'm helping. Thank you. Of course, of course, I'm helping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck do you think? Do you think Joe's the most uh, likely to get abducted out of all of us? Probably if he's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'd get out of the truck. I'm like, whoa! whoa he's like a bug. He's, yeah, he's like a bug walking into a light. <laughs> <laughs> whoa! Come on over, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question is from uh, Kayla. <laughs> Do you believe in alien life forms and how do they look to you? Would they actually come to us and why? Steep question. Alf. Alf, Alf you like these cats? <laughs> alien life form, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I 100% believe in aliens. I think it's, I think, I mean, I personally, I think it's foolish to think we're the only living beings in the entire universe. I mean, it's, it's infinite. You know, it's fucking goes on forever. So there's got to be something else out there. You know, there could be another planet just like ours out there where there's a whole nother sort of living society. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think absolutely there's definitely living beings somewhere else out there. I agree. I think there has to be um, just based on probability, you know, it's like X amount of stars that mimic our sun and X amount of planets that, I mean that Goldilocks zone that you know the scientists call it with perfect whatever. If it happened here on Earth, it has to happen somewhere else. And like depending on what you know theory you believe in with creation, it's like if say the Big Bang happened X amount of stars away, you know what I mean? Then that they have a jump start in their civilization compared to us. So like they could be crazy millions of years in the future technology wise. But it's like part of me is why why the trouble just to fuck with us but then like if you read like science fiction novels and things like that that aren't like just shoot them up and, and stuff like that it's like is it like a all-knowing beings or whatever that are trying to help planet earth you know and they don't want to fucking scare us because we know we're stupid and we'll panic like we do with everything that happens big and small so that like the government things wait well, i mean trust the government as far as you want you know what i mean but like what you, you have to ask yourself again like what is travis's what does he get out of it what does the government get out of it by saying this stuff? they don't tell us shit they don't tell us anything about anything ever we just fucking pay taxes and call it a day so what is the point in telling us that they have non-human biological bodies like why or and then right. crash crafts when they don't even tell us who fucking killed jfk why would they have to tell us about aliens that are potentially if they're coming to this planet they're gonna they could kick her ass you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like that would open up a whole fucking massive fear and then also i know you want to talk to you but one second like 
if it if it's one of those theories where like these aliens like created life on earth that's gonna fucking implode religion you know so of course like you got to be careful with one people being afraid of something that can kick our ass because they can travel the stars we can't so they're gonna beat the shit out of us or two like they had a hand in creating life like essentially like replaces the god theory then like that's a whole nother like how many people there's wars every fucking year about religion and god and who you believe in imagine if alien said no that doesn't fucking make any sense like that would i don't know it'd be it'd be crazy to say least yeah i mean you made a great point todd it's like why is the government now releasing all of this alien stuff you know i mean yep. they declassified those you know ua i mean they're calling them uaps now right like instead of ufos like why are they doing that why are they releasing videos of supposed ufos that the you know the our military has seen and now they're doing the, they do this whole summit it is it's very bizarre and it's very weird it's like why now why are they doing it now and i think that's why it's not as big of a news i think because people are weary of what is really going on behind the surface there because i think most people don't trust the government you know or yeah, they sure. you know they don't they don't give you know i think there's a lot of shady shit going on like like todd said i mean they once again re-fucking classified the jfk files which were supposed to get released it's like what are they trying to cover up there you know and yeah. it's like what are they trying to cover up now with aliens and why are they just giving us these little tidbits of you know information so yeah i mean i think it's it's interesting you know i'm not and i'm not like a massive conspiracy theorist or anything like that or like a crazy but like i think for a person for you to 100 percent trust your government is no and foolish. i <laughs> and I, I was like a, a member of our government so to speak as a soldier you know what i mean and i know steve has got more experience with that stuff but it's like you have to have a healthy skepticism but it's like coming back to the, that point again it's like if lee harvey Oswald oswald killed jfk why is that classified you know what i mean why what, the, more information about that like that's your story so what's what's exactly classified that our government helped them that the russians helped them we didn't go to war over it like what what, what was the what's the deal so that's fucking weird but then like what is their end game like why it, it just it's just like why because they don't have to tell us shit, and we would never know. And also, too, especially now with all the deep fake bullshit that's like crazy good, like Hollywood does it, and you have YouTubers that make Tom Cruise fucking videos that look exactly like him. Like you can easily say, "Oh, well, you can't trust this shit," because everyone has this technology now. So why release it? Why say anything? Why have you know one of the most respected U.S. presidents and Obama? You know, like whatever you say about politics, like he's you know one of the most respected politicians come out and say that these things he's he's been briefed on them and they're true like what the fuck why like are they soft is it like a soft reveal so we don't fucking panic i don't know man one other thing i mean since you mentioned the president and i'm sorry steve i know you want to talk but <laughs> like the other thing i've always thought interesting like say what you will about trump but i feel like if he knew about alien stuff and was briefed on it you don't think he would be fucking out there like fully talking about this because that dude has no filter whatsoever i, so I feel like aliens, he would, I right yeah <laughs> right yeah so you think he <laughs> i mean that me dude finesse. that dude tells like he does you know he has no filter so i just feel like if he, he found something out like he would have fucking made like some comments on this i think by it's now, need but... to know though man 
like like the Independence Day movie. You think it's like we'll shoot you, we'll fucking kill you type thing? I th- I think it's in the I don't know like Independence Day the movie makes a good point where it's like Bill Pullman didn't know about aliens like well right. you're a fucking government official. Well, I I I mean we obviously don't have the answers. It's just a lot of like what is going on. But imagine this. So sorry, Steve. <laughs> imagine if like it's all true, right? Like people get abducted and experimented on. Imagine how fucked up that is that our government is powerless to do anything about it. You know what I mean? And we just shot down like what five things that they didn't explain what it was, except for one of them being a Russia, uh, Chinese spy thing. But we shot down the other ones. They didn't say anything about that. And then months later, they're like, yeah, we have fucking uh, non human bodies. It's like, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's nuts. Steve. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's He's like, you guys are time. full of shit. Get out of here. What are, you, are you skeptical, Steve? You look like skeptical on it. Skeptical about what? Aliens? Uh, everything going on with the so, reveal, everything. There. Where do you stand thing... on life? Where do you stand on life outside the universe? hundred percent. It's it, like I, Joe said. It's foolish to think that we are the only people um, alive in this vast universe. It's just not. It, it's almost impossible. You know that we are. In fact, what I was thinking about, which is completely on a whole other tangent that you guys were on, is her her specific question, what do they look like to you? I wonder if they look human because, so I'm agnostic. I don't believe in any specific religion. So I believe in evolution. And our, like humans have, you know, through what I believe, have basically through evolution, look, we now look like this because we've adapted to, you know, society. We the way that we can handle things with our hands, the way that we could walk and run and breathe and everything like that. And I wonder if what we look like is the optimal like way an alien would also look like because through their evolution, they'd also get kind of the same conclusion. So they can be humanoid, you know, not necessarily exactly like us because their atmosphere might make them change a bit so they could have gills, you know, they adapt to their, you know, whatever it's here, yeah, whatever it is that they're dealing with on their planet. But I wonder if humanoid is like the default for intelligent life in other planets. So I'm curious if they would look similar to us, not necessarily exactly like us, but similar to us. Um, Just like people from different continents look different because we adapt to, you know, our temperatures and our, uh, terrain and everything like that so i'm just curious what aliens would look like i don't think they'd look necessarily vastly different than we do but again then you look on the other side i look nothing like my cat you know and we're two creatures who live on the same planet so who knows you know maybe they would be totally different but you also share traits with those creatures with with a lot of yeah it's yes like horses are like what something couple off from being human you know what i mean pigs especially like that's why they uh the FBI and stuff like do experiments on pigs because they're the closest in a lot of ways to humans, like skin wise and everything. So, yeah, there's this book. Um, I'm going to bore you guys about talking about books again, but uh, there's a book called uh, Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke. And what he what he says is that these beings called the overlords come to Earth, right? And they visited our Earth throughout many generations. Like they came back when we were fucking cavemen and they come back when we're um, the stone age and so on and so on and so on until we're ready to make the next step. And the, the last time they come back before the end of the story is that um, they look like what we describe as the devil in religion, because when one of the times they came back, they 
thought we were ready, but we weren't. And when we sh they showed themselves to us, we were fucking terrified. And that's where the religion of the devil came from with like horns and spike tail and shit like that because they're aliens. Um, and it's, I don't know. It's um, it, it's interesting because like I don't know. It could be one of those things like where sci-fi movies guess a lot and get a lot right similar to like star trek you know predicting cell phones and video screens and shit like that could they have predicted stuff that's happened in the past yeah or even that aliens are us because of ancient civilizations that were on earth and they fell off whatever and they left the planet and then they rose back up and all that shit there's so many fucking rabbit holes you can go down to this is probably the biggest thing next to Bigfoot that you can dive into. <laughs> and right. it's it's extremely interesting, but we'll never know until we know, right? Until an alien fucking goes above the White House or whatever. And Exactly. Independence Day, essentially, is the only way. Yeah. And even then, we'll be skeptical. We're not going to win. We can't win against no. something. We, if we they can made barely it this get far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So going... I have my own question. Um, if they have been here and they have come here, Why? Like, what do you think their their I guess their it's plan science, or their right? end game is? Like, to I me, think like, exploration, right? Yeah, like, exploration. That's that's yeah. what we would do, right? If we, that's why we go to Mars and that's why we uh, go to the Moon and that's why we're sending satellites to, you know, Saturn, Jupiter, and beyond. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just exploration. Trying the more you know about the universe, the more you can adapt to life on your own planet and learn new technology and how different things work. And yeah, it's. That's all I would think is exploration and uh, science. Yeah, I agree with that. And then, but also, it depends on like what theory you're following that day. You know, <clears throat> maybe they're visiting us because they're time travelers from our dimension. You know, and they're coming to see back in the past, like Marty McFly does, or they're they're experimenting, or it's like Star Trek where they have what the Prime Directive, right, where they can't interfere with lesser beings like us. And the reason they would crash is because our ship breaks all the time. How many how many times is like your phone working perfectly and then it shits the bed and you need a new one the next day. It's like, same thing can happen to that. So in, in that briefing they did, you know, one of the questions was, do you think they're hostile or could be a threat to national security? And one of the guys said it's possible. So, I mean, do you, do you think that, do you think that's true? Yes. I mean, the way I, I, I agree too. And the way I look at it is, there's good people and there's bad people out there, right? And just like same thing with aliens, there's probably ones that are want do want to be sort of world conquer conquerors or or whatever or take over, you know. Just like obviously the days of you know our ancestors, you know, where they were just fucking, you know, going and pillaging and whatnot and just taking over yeah, land, so, slaves and all that. Yeah, stuff. right. Yeah. Exactly. So I think there is potential there for hostile, but I think there's also you know, like we said, the exploration and just science as well. Yeah, I think um, the the possibility would be big, and I'll tell you why. Uh, everything that you know on this planet, everything, yeah, like resource wise, everything you touch, everything you see, there's a there's a like there's only so much of it, right? It's all things that are contained on Earth, and our population grows exponentially every single year, and we're starting to lose those resources because we're essentially running out. Sooner or later, if we want humans to survive, we're going to have to go to another planet. It's just the way it is. That we're, our planet will not sustain our growth at this point, right? And I'm assuming other civilizations in other planets have the same issue. You know, they're kind of relegated to their planet because right now we don't have a way to get resources from elsewhere. So 
if we saw if we knew about a planet out there that we could reach that we can we think we could overtake so we can take over that planet and start you either take their resources or move humans there so that you know humankind can survive i think we would do it regardless if you're a good person or not it's survival it's survival instinct and i think if aliens come all this way maybe they want what we got yeah but it uh, to that point too what is their motivation like is it easier for them to just eradicate us and take our shit or just Probably. move along and that's why maybe we're seeing crash vessels like oh there's people here too much trouble let's, let's keep moving um that's a good point and i think too part of the reason why the government says it could be national security issues because if something is more technologically advanced that we can't even fucking fathom like we got the f the new f-35 and it's just a piece of shit compared to whatever they have like the national security isn't us it's the, the government losing their control over us you know what i mean it's like it's those fucking guys that have to worry about their jobs if the aliens are nice right and they want to help us and they want to get rid of all this carbon emissions and all that bullshit then it's the guys that are in charge they're gonna lose their jobs so of course they're gonna maybe it's maybe that's why they're leaking stuff it's to get the fear-mongering going like it's us versus them and we'd be screwed anyway so there's this really scary story another fucking book sorry it's a really <laughs> short story though where the whole idea is you know how we've sent out voyager and we sent out like records with like languages and mathematics about the human race so hopefully human race uh, alien will get it but we keep doing this and we keep have we have seti we have searching for radio waves from plants and shit and we keep sending signals out and there's one where one day they get a response back and it says be quiet they're gonna hear you so it's like another alien that's like peace loving but there's also those fucking scary ass aliens that we see in horror movies like shut the fuck up stop broadcasting they're gonna come eat your ass so i don't know that story always stuck with me all right now we're gonna go to a really deep question as if we I saw an alien i've i've, I've told a story before oh and i stand by it really okay well you're gonna have to tell that story. i'm not fucking making like... this up <laughs> there, there's there's no reason like what do i gain from this is that i was younger and I heard like a humming noise, looked outside my window, and there was like um, what a F-17 looks like, uh, sorry, the stealth bomber, what it looks like, a triangle. And it had, it was hovering about two telephone poles up, and it had two big lights, one at the tip of the triangle, and then each at the back of the wings, but they weren't emitting light, but you can see the light from it, you know, if that makes sense. So it wasn't like a flashlight. And it was just hovering there, and then it fucking just left. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. But like... I don't know what it is. Like, we I, do we have technology that can hover? Sure, like the Harrier jets and stuff like that. But those things are loud as fuck, and this was just silent and then left. So I don't know. California. Yep. Not do you, do you, no, not surprising. But do you <laughs> think there? I mean, is it possible there's technology we that the government has and the military has that we don't know yeah, about, there is, yeah. and they're testing that shit? So that could be a lot of the UFO stuff we're hearing about as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially if they're reverse engineering stuff. Right. Steve knows more. He just can't talk about it. <laughs> Which is what they did in Independence Day. Yeah. They're reverse engineering all their technology since oh, they found the... Uh... All right. Now we're going to go really deep, guys. Nice. Uh, so, Evan. Deeper. I, shit. I ate your cookie. Would you fuck an alien? <laughs> it is just a sick bastard for even asking this question. Yeah, move really. along. It's... I mean, <laughs> let's be... I mean, I... Just like if you're attracted to it, I guess. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, so it just it. depends what they they look like if they're down. Um, you know, obviously, <laughs> you obviously c consent is very important in this conversation. So you know, hey, if the aliens down, I'm down. 
you know, hey. Okay, who's your ideal alien in movies? Oh, in movies? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good Mars question. Attacks trying, is there any like super hot? Yeah, she's kind of, yeah. I mean, the, the, Lisa Marie, right? No, the three-breasted uh, Martian. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Although that yeah. she's human that went to Mars. so maybe it doesn't I would be a little nervous though, right? About like penetrating an alien because you really like don't know. Yeah, you really don't know what you're you're putting, you're getting yourself into there. So mm -hmm. You know, for all you know, you like it could like suck your life like force out or whatever. You know, so I'd be a little, little, little scary. I think, but if it was safe, sure. Yeah, like it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Literally. All right. Uh, <laughs> last questions of the night here from Zomboy. Uh, would you rather be stuck on a planet with predators or a spaceship with xenomorphs? Oof. Either way, you're fucked. To no, to no one situation either way. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess the predators, because at least like there's a form of escape. If you're fucking on a, a ship, you're fucked. I mean, there's literally no way to get get away from them. Uh, yeah, I guess um, the lesser two evils would be the the predator. I guess mm -hmm. a little, little bit of a shot. Yeah, but predators have like more technology to find you. That's you true. Know? Right. So... But they're defeated by mud. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, you just have to stay dirty all the time, you know? It's super jacked like Arnold, and then you can have a, a shot. Yeah, maybe. He also asked, uh, who would last the longest and why? Against the Predator? Out of us, I guess. I don't know. I, uh... oh. Against aliens? Yeah, both. <laughs> uh, I mean, Todd. Todd, right? Like, right. It's... <laughs> oh, Todd, Todd, definitely. Todd has the Thank military you. background, so for sure, Todd. And he's exactly. got guns. <laughs> We're just armchair generals. So <laughs> right. it doesn't, doesn't really uh, serve well in uh, real life. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for the questions. Could not do this segment without you. It was a fun discussion and uh, probably deeper than everyone expected. But it's a good time. We could go on this forever, really. It's aliens is a hell of a subject. Yeah, I, lo I lost connection briefly. But thank you for t saying that I would survive longest. Yeah. Because <laughs> Joe would just be have sex with everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be getting drunk with the aliens. Like, hey, you guys ever tried rum before? Hey. You're just like a, you're just like a pet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's that? You got, oh, I, I, we keep him around. I have one last question because this came up recently, and I think it was during it was one of those you know sort of general briefings with the military. But one of the generals said that the aliens are just as scared of us as we are of them because they know about our nuclear technology. Uh, and and that, they, to... and that they are scared um, that we created, we've created such powerful weapons. But I don't agree with that because I think they must have just as, if not more, advanced nuclear sort of weapons um, that could, you know, wipe us out. So I, I don't think I agree with that. I don't either because obviously I'm not a scientist, but it seems like nuclear fusion or fission, whatever it is, it's like a logical step for smart creatures and why if they can travel why wouldn't they have discovered that he's just trying to be like we're good we got nukes like okay no that's exactly if they if they made it all the way here i think they had the technology that could probably blow us away that's just yeah. you know grandstandism <laughs> at its best it's just okay nothing. but what if you guys have heard the theory that the aliens are from our own planet that they live in the ocean what do you how do you feel about that because you have video allegedly of the aliens circling our battleships and then going into the fucking ocean so what if they the, are that, that'd be the best place to hide right that's the mm -hmm. okay. ironically we know more about our space 
than we do about our oceans. So yeah, that'd be a great place to to hide is in a deep ocean. Mm. Is there a theory that Loch Ness was like an alien and that like he, know. you know, I that's just maybe that's a th- maybe that's a theory right there. Maybe Loch Ness was an alien that like maybe. came up from the fucking bed of the alienic sea and it's you know I like it. That's the that's the Meg three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love this shit though, man. Like inner earth is a really cool theory that there's you know, interior earth. That, that's just... a hell of a, a theory. Oh, I know. It's just what was like it? Uh which movie explored that? Was it Godzilla vs. Kong or one of the uh yeah. I mean Journey to the Center of the Earth was like I guess the original one, but Right. But recently yeah, I Kong think, uh... was had like a throne or something. Right, exactly. And that was in Earth. So Kong like went to it, right? He was like yeah, fucking like, went floating to yeah, and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. chilling out. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, rate the uh, the movie. Oh, I forgot about the movie. <laughs> uh I'm a solid three and a half out of five, man. I really I agree with you guys though. The the everything except the abduction is kind of dull, but it makes sense to the story. But at the end of the day, like we want to see the horror movie, and that segment is just I think fucking amazing. So that's three and a half out of five. I'm right there with you. Three and a half out of five as well. Um, I really enjoyed watching it, even though it is a little long. I found the story really interesting. You know, it does drag it at moments. It could have been a four had it maybe cut down a little bit. But as it stands, three and a half out of five for me. It's that, I mean, that last 15, 20 minutes, it's just iconic. I mean, at, at this point, people still remember it to this day. Yeah, I'm just slightly lower. I'm at a three out of five. Um, I, I just think it takes too, way too fucking long to get to the point. Um, and they focus on things that are boring versus the really cool things that were happening. And that might be part of the issue with adapting a book, but you know, it, it just, it needed more of the alien stuff or at least focusing on different things. I don't know. It just, it lost me there for a while, but that last like 20 minutes, fantastic. Really, really cool scene. I wish there was more of it. This is felt like an extended X-Files episode. Yeah, it, it did. Fuck, I love Which is an amazing show. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Actually, now that I think of it, maybe the movie would have been better if they just started it with him coming back and the whole movie explores his PTSD and like yeah. slowly like showing what his experiences were. Uh, because I think that would be more interesting rather than them accusing loggers that you know are innocent of murder. So you know from the start that they're innocent, or at least make it ambiguous where you don't know did they kill them or is it actually an alien, you know, until he shows back up. So I don't know. It was just a weird angle for it, for it to me. So All right. The fucker said aliens are afraid as us as we are as them. Uh, he just I said that they're, they, he said they're scared of our nuclear technology. <laughs> and then he flexed the camera. <laughs> <laughs> crazy I mean, maybe, like, they are. maybe they are i mean yeah. if, if don't worry we got you guys if if they're peaceful aliens i mean i guess they could be right like if they're just like wanting to like hey let's go and like you know make contact but then they're like oh fuck they got nuclear weapons like maybe we shouldn't like maybe, maybe they would kill us you know maybe in a sense that because we are we as human species I, that's what I'm saying. Like we as humans are very. I mean, we're gonna fucking. We're getting ready to wrap up this episode, and we're ready to dive into another fucking thing. But we oh as God. we as humans are scared of the unknown. So if like these peaceful aliens came down, like, do we trust that we would? We probably would fucking blow them away. They, they'd you know have to what threaten I mean? us. 
Like, I don't even think we would, they would need to be threatened. Like, I just think they see this thing flying in the sky, like, unidentified, and it lands or something. They're fucking, the military's going to be there with fucking guns and weapons all around it. It's going to scare the shit out of them, you know what I mean? No, I'm saying that the aliens would have to threaten us with, like, a show of force for us yeah. to, like, all right. Because you know we'd fucking send nukes up into this. They're probably afraid we're going to destroy our own planet if they show right. up. Right. Yeah. Oh, very true. But why would they tell us all this stuff if they're not already here? Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe they're a listener. Well, cool. the truth the truth is out there, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Mulder. Maybe one day we will find it out. Maybe we'll have an alien on as a guest one day. Maybe. May or maybe we already have. Oh fuck. <laughs> what if we have the one that abducted Travis? Like, Man, that guy's a little bitch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, th- oh, do you think, like, how about the men in black theory that there are, like, aliens already on Earth living, or, or even they live, that there are aliens on Earth living amongst us? Is it possible? It's, it's just the why. What do they gain? It's not like our planet's awesome for everybody. Um, Sort of like, it. think of, like, sort of spies, right? They're, like, here to see, like, what's going on, you know, and then they're reporting back to their universe. And they're just getting fat because they're eating all their fast food and shit. <laughs> they're just they're just <laughs> gathering, collecting information, yeah. right? I mean, they could be here for a month, you know, and then they just disappear, you know. Who knows? I mean, think about all the strangers you see on, you know, walking amongst us, you know. Mm-hmm. Just because they're, you know, we don't know they they might not be human. So so let that one sit on you guys for a little bit. There's another. <laughs> That's one. your final thought. <laughs> yes. Don't trust. Strange. Jerry's final thought. Joe's final thought. <laughs> Take care of yourself and each other. Thank you. Also, stock up on ammunition. All right. <laughs> All right. Is that it, uh, gentlemen? I mean, I could keep going for like. I mean, I, yeah, we, 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 we really could. It was a yeah. great discussion tonight for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed our review of Fire in the Sky. Next week, we are going to be watching Steve's pick of Feed Me, which is currently available completely free for American listeners anyway over on Tubi. So you can check it out there. You can keep up with our podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and threads. Uh, just search the Horror Squad Podcast. You can email us anytime, the Horror Squad Podcast at gmail.com. But of course, as you know it, the absolute best way to keep up with our podcast is our discord completely free to join all you gotta do just send us a dm through any of our socials and we will get to that link to the discord save the date october 20th through the 22nd we are still working on an event it is coming along i promise something is going to happen um you know with the strike things are progressing slower than we want but it seems like something is definitely going to happen. So save those dates if you'd like to come out. Salem, Massachusetts, October 20th through the 22nd. And merch, uh, tpublic.com. Just search the Horror Squad podcast and you will find our merch over on there. We are working on a new design, I believe. Hopefully we'll have that out to you guys by October. And I think that's about it. Five-star review on your favorite podcast app. That would be amazing as well. We appreciate that. That really helps the podcast. So that is going to be it. And we'll see you guys next week for Feed Me. Bye. Bye. See you.
those damn alien bastards are real. The government confirmed it. What the fuck?